Ladies and gentlemen, drivers and gig workers and everyone in between, welcome to This Week in Rideshare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Hoffa. It is Friday, January 6th, 2023, and this week, a woman's habit to stay safe, driver's strike in New York, and a pay hike is blocked. Legal Rideshare breaks it down. And of course, from Legal Rideshare, I'm joined by co-founder and lead attorney, Bryant Greening. Bryant Greening, Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Yes, and, and is, uh, it's, I can just tell it's going to be a wild year for sure. I don't, I don't know your predictions, but I think this week in Rideshare, maybe best year yet. I, I think so. <laughs> Based on uh, the news that's come out this week, I think we're in for a ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's get right into it. We're going to hit it off with Monday here. Um, and, a, you know, after multiple flight delays, a couple takes a $600 Uber ride home. Now, this is from NBC 12. They reported, quote, the Kinneys eventually arrived to Las Vegas late. Their plane was gone. There are too many winter storms to drive in their rental car. So and the the husband of, of the situation said, my wife casually joked with the Uber driver how it would be kind of funny if you could drive us to Omaha. And he paused and he goes, yeah, I could do that. So the couple ended up spending nearly $600 to get home and apparently said it was everything was great and had a good conversation. Uh, I think what is interesting about this article, I don't know if you caught this, Bryant, but it, it doesn't sound like they went through the Uber app because they chose him and he got paid fair. Can you believe it? Yeah, you know what? It worked out for everybody. Um, you know, $600 is a lot of times cheaper than a plane ticket during the holiday season. They got where they needed to go and the the driver uh, made his. So I think everybody walks out of this a winner. Yeah, as, yeah, as you know, it was just, you know, uh, between Southwest and the holiday travel, it was terrible. So, yeah, kind of a, a win-win for both, which is great. All right, let's head on into Tuesday. Now, I have some conflicting thoughts about this, but let's get into it first. A woman's quote-unquote habit during Uber rides has gone viral, Yahoo News reported. Uh, Brenna from the U.S. reveals in a recent TikTok video that whenever she's in a rideshare vehicle, she always leaves strands of hair and fingerprints on the window. Now, the footage of her on TikTok shows her dropping a blonde hair on the floor while sitting in the back seat of a car before pressing her fingers on the window. Now, this video has been viewed more than 28 million times. Some people have called it smart. Um, one woman said this is terrifying and clever at the same time. I, I have a lot of opinions about this, but first, Brian, I, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, you know, I think that the woman who said that it's smart and terrifying hit it spot on. Um, you know, this is uh, something that unfortunately we need to think about, which is rideshare ride safety. There's been too many incidents uh, involving drivers and passengers where people have gotten hurt. Um, we would like to see the companies innovate uh, a way out of uh, some of these issues. But unfortunately, people feel the need to leave evidence behind just in case. And um, you know, if you're looking at a, a CSI type uh, investigation, you know, this woman's got it figured out. Yeah, I, no, I agree. And I, there, I have two, two major thoughts about this. Number one, it's unfortunate that it has to come to this point. But uh, number two, which a driver had pointed out when we posted this article, there, the downside about this is, and also concerning, is if something happens to that woman non-Uber related, you know, now there's, there's this suspicious evidence in an Uber driver's car. He could be looked at as, as a suspect for doing nothing wrong, not even knowing anything went wrong. So there's cause con for concern for that as well, to be falsely accused. 
Yeah, certainly we want to make sure that that a driver never um, is falsely accused of anything. What I can say to make the drivers feel a little bit better is they're not likely going to be looking at the Uber driver unless there's some indication that you know something happened during the Uber ride. And if they were going to look at the Uber driver's car, that woman's DNA is going to be there anyway. Um, you know, she's in the vehicle. Uh, likely strands of hair are coming down regardless. What she's doing is, you know, kind of padding the score, for lack of a better word. She's leaving more evidence um, that may be easier to find, but it's not anything that's that's probably not already there anyway. Got it. Okay. Well, yeah, fair enough. That's a good point and good to know, obviously. Let's head off into Wednesday. Recession fears could bring thousands of new gig workers. Now, this is from Market Watch, and they reported, quote, they said there's a potential of up to 450,000 new drivers for Uber and Lyft and possibly 600,000 new couriers for DoorDash um, due to fears of inflation and people jumping into gig work. Um, and obviously they pointed out as more people turn to app-based work, it could mean bad news for workers who are already in the gig economy because they will be dealing with um, you know, recessionary pressures along with increased competition for work, so the labor exports ha experts have said. And um, we have kind of seen this before with the COVID pandemic, um, kind of this idea of, of fighting, of drivers fighting together and getting fair wages is tough when anyone and everyone's jumping on board and will take any fare, any delivery, no matter how low and cheap it is. Yeah, when more people come into the gig economy, it, it certainly makes it harder for the people that are already there. There's no question about that. Uh, and the reason is just that there's more competition for the work. So companies like Uber and Lyft can pay less because they have more drivers to to pick up a ride if you know one doesn't want it. Um, the fewer drivers there are on the road, uh, you know, obviously the more they're going to have to try to satisfy uh, the ones that are. Um, so you know, I see a, a, an influx of of workers as a bad thing generally for the gig economy. Um, this also shows why drivers need to be proactive about protecting themselves now before this influx occurs. The more that there can be uh, you know, a fight for fair wages, a minimum wage, um, you know, driver and worker protections that are you know, put into law, that's only going to help the worker when the economic conditions change. So you know, if we already had laws in place to protect gig workers, then it wouldn't matter that there's going to be a bunch more coming in because there already is the protection that they need. Now, it's just the Wild West, and, and unfortunately, the gig companies have shown time and time again that they're not going to react in a way that benefits the worker. Right. Absolutely. And that's, we've, like I said before, we've seen it before. We're going to see it again. Um, and, and speaking of driver protections and, and uh, fair wages, it kind of leads us into Thursday and Friday. So a Thursday, drivers in New York City have continued to strike in protest of Uber blocking a pay hike. Now, uh, now this is yesterday, so NBC4 reported, uh, quote, New York, the New York Taxi Workers Alliance, the union representing the 21,000 or so app dispatch drivers, along with those behind the wheels of green, black, and livery, uh, livery cars in the city, you know, have continued to ask passengers to boycott Uber until midnight. It turns out that some 80,000 Uber drivers have been slated to get the what they call the pre-Christmas pay bump 
They said that would have earned them 7.4% more per minute and 24% increase per mile. Uh, and they're saying basically they've lost about $20 million in raises because of this temporary restraining order. Um, and I'm gonna fall, I'm jump right into basically what happened today because this is all together. So while they were fighting, this just got announced today, a couple hours ago, that that New York judge has officially blocked the drivers from getting a pay raise. So it was temporary as of today, it's done. And this is from Bloomberg. It says the judge blocked the rate increase that would have raised pay for rideshare drivers in New York City. The Manhattan State Court Justice, who was actually a former cab driver, issued his decision today after hearing with Uber and Lyft drivers. Um, and again, like I said, he had re re previously blocked the rate uh, hike temporarily. So basically, it's a huge win for Uber. Thursday, they had some hope. Friday, you know, it, it kind of unfortunately seals the deal for Uber to, to win out over the drivers. Yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate. It seems like the drivers can't catch a break. Um, on Thursday, you know, you see a glimmer of hope. You see drivers working together, um, you know, trying to collectively make change and, and have a louder voice. Um, and, you know, we hope that this doesn't, um, doesn't make it harder for drivers nationwide to get together and fight for better conditions. We would have loved to see uh, New York, obviously one of the, you know, the premier markets in the country, uh, take a stand for drivers' rights, but that judge um, unfortunately found for the company, as we've seen, um, you know, many courts and, and legislators and, and uh, you know, cities do. So any time that, that, that they find for the, the big guy, it feels like a punch to the gut. Yeah, you know, and, and I know that um, obviously your focus and legal rights focus is personal injury. So drivers who get into accidents and injuries um, and you deal with insurance companies and fighting for drivers, you know, rights and protections. In this, I mean, do you have any advice for drivers how to fight against the David Goliath situation legally? I know they do the strikes, but when something like this happens, it, it really it takes a knock. And is there anything that they should be doing more? protecting themselves or even helping legally to, to prevent this? Well, I think the, the real point here is to just keep trying. You know, what we saw here was drivers had fought for a pay increase. You know, this didn't come out of nowhere. This law that was going to increase their pay was a result of their efforts in lobbying local uh, lawmakers and city council members. Um, and they won. You know, they got the the, the local government to give them uh, a benefit. Now, the court system didn't, it, it, this one didn't pan out, but maybe the next one will. So continuing to work together to lobby for better conditions, just because this law may have been written um, inartfully or in a way that the judge, uh, you know, just couldn't, couldn't side with, doesn't mean that the next effort will fail. So this, while, like I said, a, a punch to the gut, you know, as we sit here right now, should actually provide some hope that, look, legislators, if you talk to the right people, want to, to help. Um, the courts are going to read laws carefully, and if you can draft it the right way, something will stick. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, and it's, you're right, and that is, it's great hearing it from you, and even in Chicago, we've We've fought for legislation, and you specifically for it was a couple of years ago now. But for you know drivers, 
to be able to advertise on their cars. And that was that was a big win for drivers out here. Yeah, that, that's a great example. Um, so for those of you who aren't uh, who, who don't know that that story in Chicago, they passed an ordinance that prohibited drivers from advertising in and on their cars. And this was early in the rideshare game where, you know, drivers weren't sure how they could supplement their income beyond uh, just the fares that the companies were giving them. So we came in and we said, this law is a violation of the First Amendment. Drivers have a right to put whatever words that you know, they want on and in their vehicles, and advertisements are protected by the First Amendment. That was a creative argument that we took before the federal court, and, and we brought the city down. The city ended up folding and saying, you know what, we're not going to win this case, and they, they ended up rescinding the law. So had we gone about that a different way, had we made a different legal argument, maybe we wouldn't have been successful. So the point is, by being creative, by continuing to fight, you can find the, the argument that works, that the courts can get behind that the legislators can get behind, and that they just they can't side with the company. They've got to side with the driver. So keep trying, keep fighting. There will be ways to increase fares, whether it's through First Amendment, whether it's through labor laws, whether it's through contract law. Keep up the fight, and something will stick. Yeah, those are wise words for sure. And you know, as we know, as and as we tell drivers, just like you said, keep fighting, and you know, we're always fighting for you guys as well. You know, so that's the end of the sweep. But Brian, I'm going to toss it to you before we sign off as usual. Yeah, just a reminder that we are always here for um, accident and injury consultations. Drivers should never hesitate to reach out to us. Consultations are always free. Um, we help drivers put money in their pockets for costs of medical treatment, lost wages, pain and suffering, any other damages that you sustain as a result of an accident uh, or injury claim. Um, you can reach us always at LegalRideShare.com, um, and uh, you know we just hope that you'll you'll think of us right away so we can hit the ground running to protect you. All right. Well, thank you, Bryant. And as I like to say, that is the end of this week in RideShare. See you next week.